0: Why don't you tell them how many times we've done this? This is my third take saying, welcome to the You'll Die Trying podcast. This is episode 79. That's Nathan Morris. <laughs> I am. That's
1: Dr. Jonathan Carroll, and you are you, and we're glad you are here on this 79th episode.
0: Brent Lane, thank you for who you are and what you do. Our producer in Nashville, Tennessee. We're glad you're here. Check out this jingle while we get our stuff together. <phone rings>
1: you but I have my stuff together I'm ready you do now that we took a break for the jingle yeah that's very very true
0: which is everybody's favorite part of the podcast it really second favorite part of the podcast what's the favorite first favorite I
1: don't know I don't either I'd like to uh explore with you today a couple of things oh lord he has his phone he has papers he has a book and he is ready
0: none of which unfortunately has anything to do with uh what what we're doing this is oh
1: (laughs) I was okay
0: I'm ready So uh, I wanted to have a little kind of uh, entrepreneurial slash business conversation. I recently read a book um, one weekend, um, had the opportunity to have a do-nothing weekend. It was great, sat by the pool, read a book. Joy was reading hers, I was reading mine. I had all these incredible little aha moments, and I wanted to share them with her, and I think it made her reading twice as slow because <laughs> I, I kept interrupting. Say, hey, baby, look what I'm reading here. But she's a great business mind, so I wanted to get her take on it all, and she asks some great questions and gives me the feedback I need. But anyway, the book is by Elaine Pofelt, who I believe was a graduate of Yale, and I know that she's written for um, the Forbes Review and Fortune 500 stuff, and she's just all over the place. In fact, she collaborated with... Um, The author who wrote uh, "Scaling Up," um, oh yeah, that one book, that one book that I've not finished. The one that's over there on the windowsill, getting dry and yellowed by (laughs) the hot Kentucky sun. Anyway, so she wrote a book called "The Million Dollar One Person Business." Doesn't
1: that sound enticing? Yeah, it's It's legit. legit. You would be amazed. I think you would be. Would you be amazed? Yes, because people don't realize how many businesses don't even exceed $1 million in annual revenues.
0: Well, how many businesses there are that are one-person businesses, number one. How many businesses there are that, that don't survive You know, the first five years. Um, there is a trend that's happening that Pofelt talks about in her book um, the growth of ultra-lean one-person businesses that are reaching and exceeding $1 million in revenue. So check this out. She argues with the facts in this case, according to the recent statistics released by the U.S. Census Bureau, which would be a really fun place to work. Thank you to all our listeners who work for the USCB. I don't even know if that's what they call it, but that sounds like a fun That <laughs> sounds really good. In 2015, there were 35,584 non-employer firms. That is those who do not employ anyone other than the owners that brought in one to $2.5 million in annual revenue. 35,500 one-person companies that brought in from one to $2.5 million in annual revenue. Mm -hmm. That's not the owner gets to take that home. That's revenue, which is a 5.8% increase from the year before an 18% increase from the year before that, a 21% increase from the year before that, and a 33% increase from the year before that. Legit. See that trend? Yes. Upticking. ticking. So, of course, those numbers are still relatively small. Um, like only 355 one-person businesses brought in over $5 million. That's pretty hard to do, I think. That's, but
1: that's what that book, Scaling Up, really dives into. Yes, it's really cool.
0: But look at the potential that you have to earn or break that one million dollar mark as a non-employer firm, as a one-owner business. Two hundred and fifty-eight thousand small businesses, one-person-owned businesses, brought in between half a million and nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Over half a million generated between 250 and 500, and 1.9 million businesses brought in between 100 and 250.
1: Isn't that exciting? Yes, it's really exciting to me because we had the privilege of having Jack Wells on on episode 75, and he said, anybody can be good. Yeah. You know, but I, you, hopefully you listening, want to be great. And I guess that can coincide with, you know, I think... Let's talk about this because we all go to school. Which I'm not knocking education. Let's talk about it. Let's not. I mean, let's talk about it. I don't yeah. want to be knocked because I'm not knocking education. I think an education is crucial. We have an education fund set up for our children, so there you go. That's good. So you go do to actually love your kids. Yeah, and I do actually love my kids. There's so, evidence there. Thank you. I appreciate it. You, you go to school. Yeah, you get a degree. Okay, you're educated on. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a crucified. Very
0: small amount of material, let's just be honest. And
1: you are you go to school so that you can get a job working for someone else, is my point.
0: Look at these pages, they're
1: pool-soaked. Mine are yellow.
0: You go, they are. You go to college, you get a degree, and you end up working for someone else.
1: Right, because that's what society kind of encourages us, it sort of educates us, is there, what I'm getting at. There's
0: definitely a groundswell of opinion of people an opinion by people who believe that a four-year college education is a reason to come out of school with a hundred to $150,000 worth of debt that you're going to have to work for someone else a very long time to be able to pay off, mm-hmm. and they wonder if that's worth it. With the advent of the internet where so much information is made possible and plausible, and available,
1: and accessible mm-hmm. for free. Amazon has a, a documentary that is streaming. Can't think of the title, but it literally goes back and talks about uh, for-profit colleges and how they're just making so much money, hand over fist. And just yeah. how, is it, is it necessary? Is it?
0: So my opinion on that, I'm glad you asked, mm-hmm. is it, it, that I believe a college education is your child's first opportunity to demonstrate as an adult that they, he, and she knows how to start something
1: and finish it. That's a very expensive
0: lesson. I can say, though, as someone who, who did that, that it's one of the best things that I've ever done. And I wouldn't say it's the best thing I've ever done because of what I learned. Because I think if you're looking at a college education based purely on content, and regurgitation of material to pass the test and bow to the higher mind, thank you, Indigo Girls, in Closer to Find, uh, then I think, yeah, that would be a bad investment. But college isn't really about content. College is about socialization. It's about learning priorities and how to manage time. It's about developing relationships that, uh, that matter. Uh, it's about learning who you are in a context of other people who are doing the same, which you couldn't and don't really do well just in the confines of one's own home. I'm a huge advocate of going away to college, away from one's own hometown to get another perspective, another place so that there's a little less safety net, a little more dependence on self. So self-reliance, self-starting, self-discipline becomes huge. And if you didn't get that growing up, college is where you get kind of the, the four-year um, test on all that. So while I do think you come away with information, I think you come out of it with experiences that are priceless. And I want all of our girls and expect all of our girls, Joy and I both do, uh, to go through that and to come out on the other side with a lifetime worth of experiences to teach them how to live on their own. So I think it's really more than about information gathering.
1: Yeah, I, I... I don't know. I, I just, I guess, I, I just have an associate's degree. I'll be honest, you know, and just it's you, a,
0: it's a trade school, right? Really? It's,
1: yeah. Well, really? yeah. It's trade mortuary school. mortuary school is a, an associate's degree. They're trying to make it a four year degree. Okay. And, but I don't. It's not yet. So okay. I just have an associate's. Sure. Uh, I didn't excel in school. I mean, I'm intelligent. Just was bored of it, right? Sure. And so I didn't see the. Again, I'm going to get crucified. I didn't see the personal value in it, mm-hmm. uh, going beyond. Trade school or yeah. associates, but I do see the value in it. But back to your book and these, all these one man, one man shows, and they're making a million dollars. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming a lot of it is techs, tech based. Well, you do actually, really none of it
0: is. Really? Tech based in the sense that it's remote. Yeah. Cause they're working from their homes and stuff. Like, okay. So e commerce, for instance.
1: The, yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. So, like, a lot of your, uh, People who are going on to um, Etsy, like creating Etsy stores, that kind of stuff is what I'm thinking. And you can make bank.
0: Oh, listen, you can make t-shirts, getting some really inexpensive manufacturer and supplier, really inexpensive process. Just be the, God bless you. Thank you. Just be the mind and the creativity behind the design of various screen print ideas. You can do that. And self, I mean, T-shirts sell like crazy. People will go to Target and buy a Rolling Stones T-shirt that looks like it's from the 1970s. Is that when the Rolling Stones were big? And they'll pay whatever, $19, you know? And it costs the manufacturer, probably someone that size, a Target, um, either Target or an affiliate, probably cost them two or $3 to have that done. I mean, it's just so much profit. Anybody can do it. There is a story in this book about a woman who experienced some sort of, uh, physical sickness, and she was not able to work in a regular environment. I think she might have had Crohn's disease, or, or which oh, wow. is affecting you know her colon and digestive system. So she had to work at home, and she became kind of agoraphobic, like she didn't want to go out, didn't want to be in crowds, constantly in pain and discomfort, and and uh, digestive distress. So she said, "Matt, what do I got to do? I mean, I have to live." So she figured out a way to create a business. Created a business using e-commerce, having someone put a, <clears throat> you know, using Shopify to create uh, um, a point of sale portal on her website, and began moving products slowly but surely using social media for free marketing and advertising, and boom, she's one of those, you know,
1: how many ever companies there are, <laughs> revenue over a million dollars a year. I have a funny story about point of sale systems i was just talking to somebody i said what's your pos and they exactly. thought i said you're a pos so i was like no i didn't I, what's your p- point of sale system not yeah o. yeah yeah
0: uh <clears throat> one of our girls just started working in a shop and uh i asked her if she was comfortable with the pos and she was like i haven't had to encounter any of those yet and i was like no no the point of sale oh, oh the, the point of sale. oh yeah. the ipad yeah yeah the ipad because yeah. it's an ipad and yeah. of course she's Excellent. Added already. Other things: uh, informational content creation. People are earning income using uh, YouTube videos, uh, w- webinars, uh, online courses, eBooks. That kinds of thing. That kind of thing. Uh, professional services like uh, marketing firms, public speaking businesses, and consultancies. Another uh, personal service firms offering expertise like fitness, health, wellness, coaching
1: and then of course always real estate definitely real estate i <clears throat> i think that someone needs to just take the plunge like everyone that's listening you have an idea you have a thought like if you're passionate about it then you probably should do it I mean, especially if you're between the ages
0: of 21 and 27 ooh what do you have to lose nothing So whether or not you decide college is for you, whether or not college is for you, wherever you go to learn those lessons and to get your your, your feet on the ground, this at 22 to 27 is definitely the time to risk something and try. And the first time it might not work. The second time it might not work, but there will come a time when it will. Now, Let's go ahead and, and debunk the myths. And by myth, of course, myth just means story. I don't want to use the word myth. Let's debunk the falsehoods. There you go. That being an entrepreneur, and we talked a little bit about this in episode 75, that being an entrepreneur means working when you want, going to the beach and sitting on your rear end and expecting the world to revolve around you. Now, are there ways to earn income while you're sleeping? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you have to put in a ton of work on the front end to make that happen? Absolutely. So it's not really passive. It was active for a long time and now you get to kind of set it to spin on its own and it generates income. But if you're in an internet kind of business, you've got to stay on top of that because you might be relevant right now, but 10 minutes from now, you may not be. So it's constant content generation. This is why YouTubers and other influencers are constantly posting. You may look at it and be like, "Oh my god, all they do is they're on their phone. Well, probably they pay people to do it." But they're having to constantly create because that's what you you generate this expectation. Yeah. You know, we experienced that. We do. When we had that one lapse at one time in our schedule that didn't allow for that uh, that Friday podcast to come out. I think it was a Friday. It was. And as a result, you know, we did hear from people who were mostly concerned, not not complaining, but there's definitely an expe- ex- expectation that they want to see that notification pop up on their phones, which which is humbling. I love it, but we, and we all have it, you know, we all have it. So I think it would be important for anybody in the ages of 22 to 27, which makes up some degree of our demographic of our listenership to risk something. But what if you're outside of that age? What if you're raising children? If you have a spouse you hate your job. We got a email from somebody who was thanking us for the podcast. They were on a commute. It's a very long commute. My goodness, that's a long commute. Goodness. And you Episode know who you are, who yeah, we're grateful are. for your, your email. Yes. Um, and don't wanna to say too much about it because of uh, employers and all that, but he's just really not happy in his job and yeah. it drives a long way to get there. What do you say to those people who have a lot
1: to lose, but who are really longing to kind of make that launch? I really sympathize first and foremost uh, it, it's it's sad. I'm sad for you and with you. And that's that's actually just the human in me talking. I don't have a magic uh I don't have a, a magic solution for that. I think you know they do have a lot to lose. They really do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was, you know, if you compare their situation to mine, it's like good lord, you know. Uh Yep. Man, I I just feel really sorry for them. Is that bad to say I feel sorry for them? I don't mean that in like a pathetic manner. I mean that like- Like in an empathy way. You are in a tough, tough spot.
0: Well, I think if you are in a tough spot, it's a perfect opportunity to start thinking about what you want to do because you do have to have income to be able to generate that other form of income. So you sometimes have to stick it out or let go of that, find something else. You may make less, but you may be closer to home. There's a huge trade-off to time with family and not having to be in the car and going to a job that you hate. It might be wise to think about taking something far closer, making less money, the trade-off being less time spent in the car less expenditures on gas and wear and tear, far more time with wife if there are children than children, and being able to do the things that you enjoy. Because what you enjoy is ultimately what your business is gonna come out of. You're not gonna sell something or do something or write something or teach something that you don't have passion in. Do what you love, love what you do. Somehow you gotta make it work and make money for yourself.
1: I have a solution. If they lived in Kentucky, if it's a no-fault state, they should get themselves fired, go to the unemployment office. If they lived in Kentucky, draw unemployment which is a a large majority of their salary. They'll be fine. Totally kidding. That's not at all. It's exactly what happens, though. People actually do that. Are Are you serious? Well, well, I
0: mean, you have to be terminated, yep. And of course, if you're terminated for cause, it makes
1: the unemployment thing a lot harder. Yeah, no, but still, that's ridiculous. I was totally kidding. I just... I guess there are people that do that. If you can think it, my brother John always tells me, if you can think it, because we play this game like, okay, you have this person in this situation. Normally it's pretty graphic and, and not for this podcast, but I'm like, there's no way. And he says, if you can think it, it's real. If you can conceptualize something, it exists. That's coming from a therapist, ladies and gents. Yeah, it is true.
0: Wow. It's true. So I think, you know, it's important for people to understand where their passion is and to understand market and market demand and to see if there's an intersection between what the world wants and what you love meet. Mm-hmm. That would be a place to to begin exploring options for how to, um, to start uh, your own company. And again, there are t- endless stories of people who have not a lot of resources, who have not a lot of people who are doing this all by themselves, and they are nonetheless making money, and in many cases, making making plenty of money to support a family. Uh, a business with a, you know, dollars worth of revenue can generate a, after expenses a plenty of income for someone to feel comfortable. And once you do have that hustle, and you know your rhythms, you do have an opportunity to be at home. Uh, in key times, you may be working from midnight to two in your home study, uh, trying to figure out some things and, and plan and strategize. But that precious time, putting kids to bed and being with your wife when it's quiet—you know—you get to be there for that. When not everybody gets to be, you know, I—I I don't think there's been anything that's hurt the American psyche more than than the third shift. Really? Now uh, we weren't built for it.
1: My brother does a lot of, I guess you would call it third shift, six PM to six AM. Yeah, uh, it's not third it's shift, it. but six PM to it's six AM graveyard. And he, uh, you know, he misses out on all kinds of stuff. Oh, absolutely,
0: you do, and you have to sleep during the day. If your kids are home at summer, you got to sleep. You're up a little bit. You're kind of cranky. You don't want to go to work. You love your job, but it's taking time away from family. Mm. Then you're going six to six. You're missing virtually Key a third. Things. Oh, absolutely. Key
1: moments, baseball games for the kids. I mean, he has a son and a and a, a baby on the way. I understand the necessity of it in an industrialized world, but I don't have to like it. I said to him, uh, Aaron, I was like, hey, man, I will create a job for you. You will take like one third or I'm sorry, two thirds of your salary will be gone, Yeah, I'm but not. you can come and work with me. He was yeah. like, good idea, said no one. <laughs> no one. I was like, okay, I tried.
0: Well, I was recently listening to another podcast uh, called We Study Billionaires. And there's a woman, I can't remember her name. I'll have to look it up and tell you. She uh, is a, a cognitive scientist, ended up getting her PhD. While she was getting her PhD, she became ill. She had to uh, basically quit work. Uh, she finished her dissertation. She, she was gonna look for professorships, uh, which is a very rigorous process. And it's seasonal because you don't get hired in um, you know October. Uh, if you want to be a professor because they're hiring in the spring for the following year. So she ended up moving with her boyfriend out to Montana where his dad lived and she was too sick to, to study. She couldn't imagine going to work for a school. So she had to find another way. And her boyfriend's like, why don't you just play poker? So he teaches her to play poker. She applies her cognitive science skills to her own game of poker play. She becomes the best poker player in the world. She won the World Series of Poker. And obviously other people now hold that title, but she held it and she was earning a substantial income playing poker all because of her understanding and knowledge of cognitive science and betting and how people think and what they're thinking and how to capitalize and maximize opportunity given that. Isn't that fantastic? Yes,
1: it's absolutely. I'm I'm so intrigued by this stuff. Let's talk another route. Let's talk about Lil Nas X with Old Town Road. You all know that song. It's been number one for like eight nine weeks straight. Seven times platinum. Dude's twenty years old. The dude is. Uh, he is the. He is the. What is it? The product of his. What is that statement I'm trying to say? He is the result? He is the, he's the
0: product of his environment? That no, nope, kind of that's
1: not at all. Nope, he is the reason that the song is successful. He is uh, recording in Georgia in I guess something like a makeshift closet slash studio. He buys this beat for like 30 bucks from a, a, a producer that he found. The dude that produced this beat bought the machine at a garage sale for 20 bucks, so he's now positive 10 bucks Lil Nas X records this song called Old Town Road, pushes it, makes memes for it, does it himself. Next thing you know, it's kind of blown up on TikTok. TikTok Mm. is that app for for those of us who are not TikTokers. And uh, next thing you know, people are drinking makeshift hee-haw juice, turning into cowboys and cowgirls. And then he is literally uh, seven times platinum now. He did it all himself. That's insane. Yeah, and literally this happened... I guess at the beginning of this year, if I'm not mistaken, to today, which if you know anything about the music industry, you have you know, labels who are essentially signing and and growing up with and you're demoing and demoing and demoing for sometimes a year or two and then actually ultimately getting dropped cuz you never can come up with the right song. That's the single. This guy does none of that. I mean, like he had the success before he had the machine, which is crazy. So my point is, back to what Dr. Carroll's saying, Like, find where your heart and passion collide with what people want, you know? And uh, people want fun, quirky uh, songs to make e-haw juice to and dance to. I mean, my kids love that song. I've never heard it. No way. Mm -mm. What's it called? Old Town Road? No. Never heard it. Really?
0: I promise. You're
1: lying. I, I wish I you were because I
0: feel culturally insensitive, but I don't, I've never heard it. But I'll have to always look it up. Billy Ray Cyrus just came on it because I've, I've I'm going to take
1: my horse on old town road. I'm I've, gonna,
0: I've seen their names on my satellite with the volume down. I haven't
1: okay. decided to turn it up. I just I, Those things are so cool to me. And it's, it kind of goes back to bust ourselves in the chops. Like, yeah. Why haven't we created our e-commerce store to sell our You'll Die Trying mugs? Why haven't we done that? Because I know everyone that's listening drinks coffee.
0: And everybody needs to drink coffee out of a cup with our faces, with one half of our faces, or oh,
1: one quarter of our faces. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I want a you Trying mug. I would buy one. I know there's at least two other people. We would, be, we would literally break even, Dr. Carroll. I think it's worth it. I think so too. All right, we're doing it. Okay.
0: Uh, Annie Duke is her name. Annie Duke, Annie Duke, and she's written a book. I don't know the title of it, but she's the uh, she's the professional poker player slash author. And uh, two thousand four, she won the World Series. Wow. Poker. So yeah, I think we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna hit hit up Shopify, mm-hmm. figure out how to turn on our little e commerce button, and um, get some uh, some Yuletide trying swag. Absolutely. Uh, And we, of course, thank those of you who have sent in your voice messages. We're featuring those uh, in our episodes. So I hope that you're listening from start to finish. You'll hear them. And uh, when you do, you'll know that's what's going to happen to you when you leave us your voice message. And uh, we're going to make sure you get the, the swag that you deserve for doing so. All it is, all it takes is someone saying yes. Pretty much. When we say yes... We and we make a plan and we stick to it and we tell someone for accountability purposes. We can do things that we imagined before were completely undoable. We're a part of, as you know, a podcast group on Facebook where you know podcast movement uh, and people talk about their podcast and and you know people. I, I heard, I read, someone said, you know what? I've been thinking about doing a podcast since two thousand and eight, and I've just I'm ready to launch this Thursday. And I think, gosh, you know, first of all, awesome. Good for them because they did it. May have been 10 years in the making, but hey, some things are, especially the best things.
1: Can I play devil's advocate and say like, what what, what took 10 years?
0: I don't know. I don't know the circumstances. Maybe there was a terrible diagnosis or death in the family and things got waylaid. But at the end of the day, they Thanks did. Thanks for it. making me feel bad. But I'm with you. I was like, wow, I mean, I kind of feel like we had the idea, and two months later we were we were rolling. Yeah. Of course, I don't know the quality. There's might you know, kick ours in the can. We'll have to see. Have to yeah, because ours is terrible, right? But I do think it's important that we uh, take a good hard look at why we say no. Where this, you know, we know where the negative bias comes from. It's one of the first words we hear, right? We reach out for something, put our hand on the hot stuff, no. Try to get out of our little our little walker here, no. Don't do that. We have a no. negative bias as part of who we are. But we're at the point now where we can't blame things on our childhoods anymore because we're old enough to do something about them. Oh, so I got to find a new angle then. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, you, got new, you need new material. Yeah. Let's figure out a way to say yes. What is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to do that you haven't done that you've been putting off that you could do if you just said yes?
1: Me? Yeah, right now?
0: Yeah, you're the only person.
1: I can, oh, that is me yeah. creating an e-commerce store. That is seriously not a safe. I've been thinking about it. We've talked about it a number, we number of times. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Let's give ourselves a deadline. Okay, by next Friday. That would be
0: Friday June. I don't know. Twenty
1: Yep the, the 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 almost the last Friday in June. Yeah, sure. Okay. Last Friday in June, we'll have it. Okay. It'll be up and going, and all of you will have to go and buy, and we'll discount the mugs. We'll just discount them from the start. Yep. Let's upsell them, so then we can
0: discount them. when really, we're still, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll discount them. Sure. Okay. All right. So uh, mugs. So okay. So this is the seventy ninth episode. Sure. This is at the at the airing of episode eighty two. Eighty two. Can you believe that? We're talking eighties. But
1: wait. No. 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 That's not true because. Oh, you're talking about now. This week. I think. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> I texted John this morning at seven o'clock. I was like, you're off today, but this appointment's happening. He was like, I am not off today. I'm off Friday. Tomorrow, episode
0: 76 drops. Friday the 14th will be episode 77. Tuesday the 18th will be episode 78. This one will be June 21st. That's the first day of summer and that's the day our e-commerce
1: yep, store launches. it'll be up and going. You'll be able to get
0: first. Mugs, first summer solstice and, and baby. And mugs and you'll get, we'll start with the mugs. I don't want to. Well, I'd like to diversify the products and also add some mugs.
1: So like black mugs and white mugs. If it needs to be such a bifurcated issue for you, yes. <laughs> okay. Hey, I want to I wanna finalize this episode and like you talk about this book and it just gets me really excited because I, there are a lot of things that you and I, together and separate with our lives could be, should be doing if We're passionate about it. Why not? It's, yep. You know, it's kind of, I was listening to, and you may like him. You may not. He's been around forever. Howard Stern, like his podcast. Yeah, He says he was interviewing Madonna and he was like, you know what? I don't, it's not for me. It's not about entertaining people. It's not, I just really like what I do. Mm-hmm. And like, you can send your hate mail and say that, say something stupid, but I'm just interested. I've asked questions off the cuff and some things are offensive and some are not, but you know what I mean? I don't care. So, I'm applying that to what we're getting ready to do. Okay. Like we're us. I like coffee. You like drinking coffee with me. So let's make mugs. We're going to actually, we are going to do make the mugs ourselves. Like we're going to have all the blank mugs that we, we will, got from Oriental
0: Trading Company nope, and we we're going to screen recreate, print
1: them. We will recreate Ghost, the scene in Ghost, where we are- Oh, you mean making, we're fashioning them. Yes, we are fashioning the mugs. I will help you. You will help me. We'll make the most beautiful mugs. We're doing the scene from
0: Ghost. That's the Patrick Swayze yes. and Demi Moore yes. love scene- with the but, wet pottery. Is yeah, that just, what you're referring to? Well, I'm to? just talking about making... I, I mean, I'm not trying to make it a love scene. <laughs> I was just referencing. Okay, because that... if Have you seen that scene? I, I guess I haven't. Okay, <laughs> you might want to YouTube that oh, and come God. back around with another image. I'm embarrassed now. I'm pretty sure when you see it, that is not what we're going to be doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we might just... We might just purchase the cups pre-made. I think that's... And then we can hand...
1: Paint our logo on each one with love. I'm sorry that, yeah, we can do the with love stuff, but not the love scene, Dr. Crowell, I'm sorry.
0: We received another email that I do want to make sure that uh, I speak to. Um, and it's an email uh, from an avid listener and Instagram follower. And she has uh, a question that has to do with prayer. So I'm throwing this out as a teaser um, that I'd like for us to uh, to cover that topic uh, in an upcoming episode. So uh, thank you, Janet, for your email. We hear you and we will be responding uh, to that soon. Send us your emails at you'll die trying podcast at gmail.com or anchor.fm forward slash you'll die trying, where you can leave a voice message for us, which we love and which we will feature um, in an interlude during our podcast. This has been episode 79 of you'll die trying,
1: I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. Thank you.